Hello and welcome everyone. We're pleased to bring you the very first episode of Talk Success with Compact, an interview series wherein we conduct one-on-one -on -one interviews with successful entrepreneurs, giving a keen insight about the psyche of various market leaders to our audience. In this episode, we had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Aditya Arora, who is the CEO of Far Network Private Limited, a leading member-based investor network that assists early age startups in rising capital. He is the youngest Padmashree nominee and has won many prestigious awards for his work. Um, hello and welcome everyone. Uh, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve, and no one can better attest to this than our guest for today. Created from a modest family and walked the stairs of growth from being an intern to the CEO. With great delight and cheer, I would like to welcome Mr. Aditya Arola, the CEO of Far Network Private Limited, a Padma Shri nominee, Forbes 30 and the 30 nominee, and a Microsoft Chainmakers chain entrepreneur. He's also been awarded the Indian Parliamentary Meritus Award for 2015, International Award for the Young People, Duke of Edinburgh Award, Lex Calamity Chakra 2019 From being a, a student, he has now become a youth icon. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're glad to have you as a guest for the very first interview of Success Mantra, and we're very excited to know about your journey from scratch to success. A lot. Thanks a lot for having me. It's really a pleasure being here. Uh, and I hope you guys are taking care, staying safe. So I look, look forward to talking about a bit of my journey, a bit of my learnings. Today's topic is called Sexual Voyage That Inspires. So, again, it's a voyage, right? A lot of yeah. people think that winning is a destination. But you get there and you're just done. Right? But a voyage is something which is Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, it never stops. Well, it's very look forward to interacting with you guys. Yes, sir. Um, so, sir, I have been researching about you for the past couple of days and I've come across a long list of diverse achievements. But I was really interested in knowing which of these achievements you would say was the most important to you and which you think you worked the hardest for. Yeah. So, I think... Uh, uh, a human being is not a product of achievements, first of all. It all depends on <laughs> what's the kind of journey you've had till now. And if you've put in hard efforts for it, you will get success sooner or later. So for me as well, I think every uh, achievement or every recognition that I've got, I'm personally very proud of that because these have been some of the most renowned recognitions. Uh, so of course, very, very proud for that. Uh, it's very difficult to choose one <laughs> amongst all of this, right? Because choosing one then means that the other is less or special. And to me, personally, every recognition or every appreciation of the work that I've got is, is special in their ways. But I think, yes, being one of the youngest nominees for Pandashri, which is the fourth highest civilian award in the country, yes, I sir. think that that's an achievement which I never thought I'd do it in my lifetime, let aside doing it at 23 years. It is a very achieve, amazing achievement, so yes. So, uh, I would also like to know how you were in your college life and how, uh, what you've learned from then and what you are now and how that differentiates. Yeah. I'll tell you, so I, like, with the college that I went to was my dream college, right? I prepared for the entrance. I knew, I knew that it was competitive. I prepared yeah. for the interview and everything. I got, got myself a seat. There were just 21 seats at that point in time. And almost 13,000, 14,000 kids were appearing for it. True. Perfect. Like engineering examples do exist in commerce world as well. So I think this was, this was one, right? 
gave my efforts into it, went to, into that college, got selected, got a good rank as well. But I figured out that it's a business college, but not a lot, like hardly anyone is doing business. That was the primary reason that I wanted to go to this college so that I could learn about business, do business, find team members. But I thought that most of the people had diverse life and career expectations and startup was not one of them. So that made me interested that I probably can't do a lot of entrepreneurship while being in this college, which still let me interact and network beyond my areas. And similarly, this company came to hire interns uh, from college. I gave an interview. Uh, I'm selected for that. And of course, I started my internship in fun. And yeah, since then, I've been <coughs> working with them and of course, now being CEO. But in college, the first year was that I wanted to chill. But yeah. I realized that these are all people who are toppers from their own school. So for them, chilling is mostly sitting in libraries, which for me, it isn't. So I always, I was most of the times out of my classrooms. Uh, either thrown out as well sometimes or by choice as well. Uh, I was <clears throat> involved in a lot of activities. I was a part of a lot of societies. And then, of course, I was working with FAR from, from almost first year itself. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's been a bit of my college life. So from in that age, what do you think were like your hobbies or things you were really interested in outside of business? I think at that point of time, and they are still my hobbies. I think hobbies are like... Uh, <laughs> Hobbies are like crushes, right? You want to have them for a lifetime. <laughs> so it does not change. So still hobbies are there. So I was, in fact, one thing that I picked up was uh, stand-up comedy, which became yeah. my friendly So I was doing a lot of stand-up comic shows. Uh, I was doing a lot of open mics. That is the kind of habit that I picked up. I don't know whether should I credit my college for that uh, to give me content or whether should I <laughs> credit myself for finding one. So... So I picked up stand-up comedy. In fact, I've still, I've resumed now to doing stand-up. So that is one thing. And second is I love playing cricket. So yeah, when I, I always did not have a ground, uh, used to play in parking lots. So yeah, we used to play Kali cricket like that. So yeah, I think that was, that was the only two, two things that I did in college. And studying was definitely not one of them. I think stand-up comedy, especially, uh, for you now as a public speaker, it is a very big skill. And I personally just, it's a very brave thing. Because a lot of the times your material might not be liked by the audience at first because you have to like, like fine-tune it every moment while you're doing it. So it's basically a learning experience in itself where you're throwing yourself out there in your content and then you sort of get judged by people and then you change it to fine-tune it to become better. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of complimentary, right? Right now I give Gyan inspiration and motivation to kids. Um, and that kind of helps if you have like a sense of humor, you know how to control audience, you know how, like what kind of thoughts hit with the students. You've done that, you've done it, so you know what excites students, how, how they would want to be explained things, right? So that gives you an advantage definitely as a public speaker as well. So, uh, I think like you were telling us, uh, FAR has played like a major role in your life from first you were being like intern and then now you're currently the CEO. So how do you think the company's development has affected your personal development and what are the parallels that you can draw between that? Very interesting question. So I think these both are mutually uh, inclusive, right? They're not exclusive because True. the company is growing. You grow along with the company too, right? Uh, and a part of my work is known for FAD itself, right? So definitely company has grown a lot also till then. 
but i think it was the mission right even if far was not doing a lot of investments back then but it was a mission that sooner or later we'll start we'll end up doing investments we'll end up investing in young entrepreneurs and startups which yeah. we are doing now now we have picked up we have grown up massively from where we started but i think at that point of time since i was in college and uh, i was i had like pretty much knew a lot of friends in all colleges across universities so at that one time it was more like that i was saying things uh from the heart far was growing far the, the name also helped kind of built a personal brand the the, the personal sure. brand started building there and i think when far in the past two years it's grown up and it's done from five investments i think in two years and i was in college to almost 40 investments in the past two years so it's yeah. grown almost you can say eight to 10 times since the time i've taken like i've become full time to the company so yeah it's it's kind of mutually inclusive and you are known for your work as well at the end of the day yeah that's true all right so uh i really was interested in the brand name so can you tell us like the story of how you came to that brand name because it really stands out and plus in like being a college kid that lingo sort of just is very important and you can see that every day very interesting story so yeah as you said part is a lingo right it's not yeah. a word it's like an emotion true ye paad kaam karte hai faad khana banana you have so many examples you associate with faad Yeah. you also give courses in hindi with fard but that also sometimes means excitement right so fard sure. is that emotion which basically is a youth lingo and all of us use it as an expression for something awesome for something absolutely magical and that's what we did right we bought the domain name that domain name was available we bought it in 2013 14 yeah 14 and one year we just held the domain and did not know what to do with that but then later on of course we figured out we pivoted and we did all things but fard was that emotion from day one that no matter what we end up doing no matter where we go where we go uh, ahead in life we want to do hard work we are hard people we want to do hard work and we want to create an impact that's an so impactful we, work uh, which sort of like is pertinent to everyone like it impacts a lot of people and it just changes a lot of things so i have a question according to that also that uh, like when you started the company how was that experience because a lot of us are interning nowadays and it is the internship market now i would say so diluted with just so many internships it's very difficult to find good ones so for you how was that like that search i think a major part of your internship is luck as well right because in two months you can't know everything about wherever you are interning in two months what you could do is just get a feel or an exposure of something that whether it actually works for me or and yeah. internships the way they are structured right now are very bad i'll tell you why because most of the internships expect you to know all these things from day one right and yeah. then do some but the purpose for an internship for me is to know these things that we don't right and get it in the practical and that is what i got from far i tanked my interview one and a half hours i was there in the interview i i literally tanked my interview i had no questions i did not know what bootstrapping is venture capital is it was just a college kid and there were so many of like uh, my college mates who were more bright than me they were sitting in and i'm sure they would have answered all the questions right but still they hired me because again i had that tendency to learn i had that tendency to unlearn whatever i have uh, and start learning again and my two months internship was writing reports of what i did not know finding answers to what i did not know that's what i did in the next two months is read a lot of reports and gain that knowledge so it's i think i was fortunate enough that i got partners like these who invested in my growth who saw something in me 
picked me up and gave me that time as well to learn things right and not just make it like a internship at two months you have to do this much and then go away so it invested for a long term so i think that's right yeah that's true i think uh, apart because you sort of got mentored by uh, your partners in this whole for when then you started from an intern and then it sort of their own values and your own values culminated to make this organization that's why so uh, like what do you think are the common mistake new entrepreneurs make that usually lead to like unsuccessful business wish i could have written a book on that because there are so many mistakes it's practically impossible to just name a few of them but what one couple of things that ex- that that kind of depresses me around young entrepreneurship people who are in colleges and who want to start a startup is that they are too much conscious of their age right and they are saying okay i'm just 17 or 18 right now 19 right now let me wait for a while and then go ahead and do it i'm very young to start anything now that's a misconception there's no right age to start a startup right people are starting it at the age of 12 itself and sure. so i think age is not a proportion to where do you want to start and when do you want to start second thing that i've realized is that uh, most of the people on the flip side know think that they know everything right they've read books they've read reports they've done courses and uh, they think that they are the masters of everything but entrepreneurship is such a practical life skill that you can't teach read it from books right yeah. uh, and it's a very practical life skill you will be facing with problems in in real life in real time so it's very important to unlearn some portion that you don't know and some portion that in fact you already know but they are done differently in a practical manner i'll explain you one thing so we were taught since i am a finance student i we were taught how to evaluate a company how to like value do the valuation of a company but when i stepped into the practical world i realized that this is completely different from what the books taught us then it's very important that you unlearn at that point of time and start learning the practical things so i think that's that's the another challenge and third is just the time management i think a lot of us just think that okay time nahi hai ye sab nahi hai these are i i'll tell you like mostly excuses right because sure, people yeah. still go ahead and do it it's not that time 24 hours is there with everyone each and every one of us so finding out the time managing thing micromanaging things coming out from procrastination and going ahead and doing it that is where i think the third challenge is as well all right so according to you uh, like a lot of the newer uh, students you think are conscious of their age and that's why they take themselves less seriously which sort of impacts the own business and their presentation of how that is right yeah, so i think one thing that the newer age which is coming in they yeah. are very conscious of what people say say to them right and okay. this is something that i've been that i've been observing quite a lot the elder people used to back themselves that i'll go ahead and do it but the new age which is coming in is becoming very very conscious and that's the power of social media as well it's made us into very conscious citizens yeah. so so i think that is the thing but i always say this to to wherever i go and speak that once we when we want to buy a let's say a pair of jeans uh, whatever our friend says we'll probably go ahead and buy it right or we'll buy it from the first we 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 we'll, we'll do that right or maybe if you're going into a mall will not buy it any time from the first shop we'll go multiple shops we'll ask the price we'll check the quality the quantity because we are very conscious people we want that the big jeans should be the best fit on us right but this is a pair of jeans uh, who will eventually get worn out in the next 2 or 3 years right oh, yeah. 
but the career that when we have to choose we just take randomly the advice of the first person who tells us that this is best this has a lot of scope so that's the wrong thing and 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 the worst part about it is if you if you fail in life you get all the blame for it but if you get success you lose all the credit for it to other people so why not take more credit for it and do something which you can build a scope for yourself right and you can go ahead and explore yourself and become successful in that. so i think it's you that I think it's also a part of the fact that uh, a lot of us are young and our parents come from like different backgrounds, but a lot of the times they're more conservative than we are. So they will tell us like things like, "Ki you should like." A lot of parents are supportive nowadays, even of businesses, but they would uh, mostly prefer for us to go into uh, a more streamlined career path, whatever, because that's how it is. That's how sort of we're supposed to be, and that's how they think is right because it is in a way much more likely to succeed. So I think that also sort of a parents' approval and how like how does that change for you? How do your parents support it from for you, and did that like help you or like? I think if parents would have supported, I would have never been called the fart guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just realized one thing that of course parents are your best well wishers uh, who are there for you, as in nothing beats them. Uh, but I I I just believe one thing that. Not even hundred percent of the time, parents can be right about everything. I know they are more experienced; they've seen the world. I respect them for that. But when it comes to a career choice, they would have their inputs. They would have been thinking for the good of the family. But then, maybe it's not good for me, right? So I should go ahead and do it. And that's the thing that I did. And my family does not come from an business background itself. In fact, I'm the first generation entrepreneur for my entire family. Not yeah. just my nuclear, my close family, but from an entire family, I'm the first generation on. So it takes time, and it's not that okay. You you were doing nothing in life. I went to a very best college. I had like a job as well, like like a very high paying job. Uh, but I did all of it to of course start entrepreneurship with a company which no one would had heard of back then, right? So yeah. it's it's kind of of course challenging. There were struggles. I have had my own fair share of struggles. But I think one thing that I did right was that I bought time from parents. That is one thing you should do, right? Parents want to see the tangibility of whatever you do, right? That okay, if my kid is an entrepreneur, I want to see his or her name in some place, some media, talking about their work. I sure. Want some validation on their work. It's not just in the head that he's an entrepreneur and probably not telling me what he's doing in life, right? So once they see validation that okay, he's he's up to something, then they start getting. More confidence to be steady. That's what I did. I bought time. I did a wager with my dad that if the next two years I'm not able to uh, uh, sort of convince you that I'm up to something, I'll probably go ahead and do it. Whatever you want me to do in life. But if I'm able to do that in the next two years, then probably we won't sit again and we won't discuss like what I'm doing in my career. And sure. the two years went by and the conversation never happened, right? So of course that 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 kind of growth was there. So yeah, just back yourself, buy time from your parents, and you have to be confident on yourself. But once you've bought time, make every second count. It's not like I bought time and I'm just chilling, and then I'm expecting okay, this thing did not work out. Just sure. give it, a, give it your all, and yeah, for chilling and everything, I'm always believe that you should do that. But you can do that at any point of time in your life, and I think this is the time which is the make or break where you decide a career, decide a passion or goal. Very critical and practice. So I think in that manner, like when we're setting a goal for ourselves, and we have to prove for someone who's like as primarily we want to prove as our parents, 
that we sort of you put in more effort you realize that a lot of that work you're putting in has to have effort and it has to have liquidity so in a similar manner a lot of the time startups usually take up to 4 5 years to become uh, to get up get up and running and sometimes even 9 10 years to become profitable so what do you think is like that that because a lot of times you will be dealing with investors who want a shorter uh, like time period for returns because for them that is a, a major consideration so how do you deal with that how do you decide which business you should invest in sir tell you one thing it's very great question <clears throat> most of startup investing is passion investing i always say to my investors that if you want capital quickly go ahead and invest in stock market don't invest in startups right there you can do your short trade your intraday short sell and you can get your money startups are not short trades startups are not short sells startup is a long term investing hobby right and if you are investing in a long term you have to be patient you can't be like i invested in a mutual fund today and where are my returns tomorrow yeah. you have to stay invested in it for 3 5 years right and that's when you gain right long term investing is slow but the returns you get are always compounded right yeah. so so i always tell that to be passionate be passionate and like wait for that the second thing i tell is that don't chase returns from day one right because startups are not that they, they take time to build they take time to grow right so whenever you are investing in a startup look from a point of view that where you can add the maximum value if i can add a maximum value to a startup i'm hedging my risk indirectly right because i'm getting them more business or getting them more investments or anything so see where you can add maximum value and then invest it don't just look at what would be the returns no one in this world can tell you that startup will give you this amount of returns in the next these these many years sorry it's it's like kind of unrealistic the personal time investment and effort investment of the uh, like your hni is also very important as well as the capital that they provide absolutely absolutely i think it's a basis of trust 5 lakhs 4 lakhs won't do a lot of good to a startup right yeah. but that is a relationship of trust that i trust in you and that's why i'm helping you and backing you and that trust should always be built on principle morals and values and not just returns right uh, i don't want my startup founders to just think of my investors to get my return provided i want them to focus on work they're focusing on work they're doing good work returns are automatically being taken care of sure. that's the mindset with which at least i do my engineering So, like, uh, how do you decide which uh, investors to pair with which startups, and how do you decide which startups you actually want to invest in in the first place? See, uh, startups have a very high failure. So, yeah. no matter how much mind can I put, no matter how much Excel model I can build, if it's a failure, I can't predict. I'm not not an astrologer. Not even an astrologer can predict the success sure. of a startup, right? Um, so. what i look for is just one thing which is which is team right uh team is the most underrated aspect in a startup everyone looks at financials everyone looks at business plan presentations but what i look for is team right who is running that company because 3 years down the line i don't know the fate of that company i don't know whether they are they'll be doing the same thing that they are doing right now whether they'll have the same price or not will they have the same marketing or not Or will they have the same technology or? But I just know one thing that the guy I'm putting money in right behind, I want him or her to have the same passion for the next three years. 
right and that is where i put it that their understanding their confidence and just their passion to execute it and you get it you get it from the vibes of people that they are invested heavily heavily uh, passionate about this so we do that and so we invest. but we don't blindly invest into passion as well sure. i think passion is measured with a bit of understanding and a bit of reasoning and makes a great combo to invest so like it is very similar to a question i had which was ki by your investing i think the startup the business model itself and the entrepreneur play a major role because how you implement that business model comes from that entrepreneur so like when you are talking to entrepreneurs what qualities stand out to you and like if i would try to ask uh, the other students over here which qualities they should try to inculcate or they should they should like try to focus on to become better entrepreneurs in the future what would you say uh so i think first quality is of course understanding of what they are doing not just building anything and just realizing that they, what they are building why are they raising capital and what will they do with it uh, so i think that is one thing second thing of course is passion now passion is something that i can't explain but you see it from the eyes of entrepreneur from the voice i think now you can't physically meet that is another, the biggest challenge you can't physically meet people yeah. so you just you just uh, sort of uh, judge by the energy um, is not really transferring through like the what you usually can see absolutely so you can't observe body movements you can't do a lot of things sure. right so maybe that person is sitting in boxers and like asking for million 2 million dollars you do never know right so so you you never know but what you could do is of course that comes with more experience as well uh, like meeting a lot of new people and that kind of comes into that but uh, third thing that i look for is their confidence in themselves right because if they don't have confidence in themselves no investor no external capital would be there to help you once you start a startup there will be 10 people giving advice to you so not every advice matters so the the end of the day founders have to have confidence in themselves they are not having i think very difficult to survive on the market Because entrepreneurship is not made; it's not made for people who lose. I think entrepreneurship is made for people who have the desire to win and see themselves as winner every time. If you do that, I think you can survive entrepreneurship, not just for the next three years, but for coming eight or ten years as well. So, uh, I was thinking, ki, what would you say is like the the defining or the far moment from your career, which you would say is uh, sort of like you are most proud of in terms of uh, when things just click when things just became right sorry you know catch up so like uh, what do you what would you say are like the moments in your own career which were the hard moments which sort of defined things to come with uh, you know are you things just set in right and uh, you personally started to feel that you were at home in this concept or this idea or you become uh, a part of this culture Yeah, I think life has given so many far moments to now, and uh, it's kind of, of course, uh, difficult to point out a couple. Yeah. But I think one thing that I did was the first event that I did on Valentine's Day, where I invited about twenty uh, co-founders who were looking to join startups and twenty startups who were looking to join co-found, like looking to have co-founders, and I did a speed dating event for them. uh so i think that was the thing that i did on valentines day and i i thought that no one would come because of course who comes on valentines day i thought everyone would have a valentine but 
that day i realized that not just i am single but a lot of my startup founders are single as well so they were there and of course we had like a lot of crowd apparently eight startups matched match that day so i i think that was the first event which gave me name into the ecosystem as well and that would always be special and the second thing is of course when i became the ceo when of course I was in college. And I was seeing that where should I go and get a job? Maybe if 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 I don't get an offer from Fard. Yeah. But I but I ended up getting an offer from Fard, and even in fact hired my own batchmates as well. So yeah, I think that when that happened, it gave me a sense that now it's a very big responsibility. It's not just an intern where I can say, okay, I'm an intern. I'm learning and let's go. I'm the CEO of a company now, and I'm also the face of the company as well. So. Yeah, I have to be very conscious of whatever I do because it's associated with brand, and I can't make a lot of mistakes. So I think that was the challenge. But I think I've been up for it now, <laughs> doing it for the past few years. I think, uh, like, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but a lot of like getting the right job and getting the right uh, career in life is also based on luck and just chance and that moment where you have to perform. And if you perform, then you get that. So for you, that was a very like big part of how. You ended like you were just given that responsibility, and then you were up to it, and that's how you sort of have been able to do well in this field. Because being a CEO of a company after just being a fresher is sort of a daunting task, and even its name itself. Yeah, CEO of an investment company where mistakes are very costly, and you're dealing with people's money. So, I also yeah. So I was thinking that a lot of the times uh, I would say these people are investing a lot of money, so they would like want to directly talk to you. So, are you more involved in your business than other CEOs normally would be in that manner to your clients? Uh, I think it's a mix of both. So, uh, our end goal is to also build a community of angel investors, right? Okay. Startups, of course, are there. We are funding startups, but that would only happen if we get more number of investors as well, right? More capital comes. So, part of it, I think, also goes in talking to new age angel investors, telling them. How to, of course, invest in startups. What's the process and everything? So, I think that part of the job is there. Um, yeah, I think it's everything mixed here. You have to do work. You have to. Since my mission in life is to also empower young people, so I'm active on social media as well. And then, of course, active on your work side as well. So, I think that kind of explains with my dark circle that I'm not probably been sleeping all this while, but. Yes, I think it's an amalgamation of everything. When you're building a community, you just can't do one thing. You have to attract community from various other things, and yeah, helping others to do their bit. Alright, so I have a very final question for you. And firstly, it honestly, um, it's it's an inspiration to have you here because while you're talking to you, we get that a lot of the times, like you sound like someone who I would say is like a friend of mine from college or something or the other because you still have that energy. And even though you've been like put up to a very serious and a very daunting task, I feel like preserving that energy is what has made you be able to be successful and being able to like propel far even further, right? So I like I, I'm I'm very happy to see that in you. So what is the advice that you've heard in your own um, lifetime till yet? And what is advice that you would want to give to other uh, entrepreneurs or other students in general? Who are trying to improve in life, not just in entrepreneurship, but if they want to go into corporate also, success is in sort of some ways similar in across these fields. So, what is you think is like the most important uh, advice you could give to them right now? Yeah, 
I think uh, one thing that I like to tell all of you who are listening is that I love you if you are doing a startup, but even if you are not, I love you as well, right? So for me, it's not just about brainwashing entrepreneurship because if sure. I do that and if I shove it down your throat, that become an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, right? Then it's sort of taking away the purpose. I always shove just one thing on the throat of people that just follow your passion. Because if you don't follow it, you'll never realize that I could I could be successful in it as well, right? So I I think that is one thing that I want to say to you. And last thing that I want to say is just be patient, right? Don't just rush through things as well. Trust people, trust organizations. I just did one internship in my life, just one, and yeah. that is the company that I'm heading right now. So you don't need to be like a master of everything. You don't need to like let's say just do everything to add brownie points to your CV. Uh, because life is definitely not a CV. Life is more like an experience. So back yourselves. Be patient about some things, about promotions, about results, about success of your startup or your job. Be patient. Keep hanging, and you know just just keep loving yourself. That's the thing which which a lot of us don't do. So we should yeah. love ourselves a lot more, um, and we should be proud of ourselves as well. So it's a great pleasure to have you here, sir. So I think Manasvi will give you uh, an outro. So, on behalf of Team Hubbard, I would like to extend my heartiest thanks to you, sir, for joining us today. We are grateful for the time and efforts you gave us, and helped us to walk us through your thoughts and experiences. We hope you had a great experience, sir, and thank you again for making us this experience a truly memorable one. Thank you so much to the team for inviting me, and uh, love to see you guys on the other side, like being successful figures yourself. And definitely do recognize me if you become successful. So that is one thing. But yeah, uh, amazing talking. Uh, in fact, uh, what I've done is that I've started doing a lot of content around startups. So if you guys are interested, drop the link in the chat of my YouTube channel. Do do go ahead and subscribe and do see the kind of content we are putting there and do give your valuable suggestions. So I think that being said, uh, thank you so much, uh, Apu and Manasi uh, and the entire team. Look forward to physically doing it as well. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you, sir. Sir, so this uh, interview would be posted on with the uh, um, you know paraphrased into an article on our newsletter, which we'll be sharing with you soon. Definitely. Wherever you are doing it, just tag me. I'm happy to be shared. Sure, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, sir. Sure. Mr. Arora's journey is a perfect example of age is just a number. We wish him success in his future endeavors. Do subscribe to our channel for more intriguing conversations like these and stay tuned for the next episode.